الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يدي الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصيهما فلا يضر إلا لنفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كاف ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين Indeed the congregational prayer that we all here for gives us one more opportunity to remind ourselves inna hudallahi huwal huda that the guidance is the guidance that comes from the one who is the creator of all human beings and everything that exists in this universe who is the master and who is the one who will hold us accountable for everything that we say and do in this world he assured us that whoever finds that guidance and follows that guidance will have nothing to worry and nothing to fear wa whenever you connect with this guidance and follow that in your life you will have nothing to worry and nothing to fear and this was the simplest message that god shared with humanity through his uh, messengers sent throughout the human history in different times and different phases and each of them repeated that message inna hudallahi huwal huda that the guidance is the guidance that comes only from god almighty but the credit to ensure that each and every word of the divine guidance is preserved in writing as well as in memory in his own lifetime goes to none other than prophet muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam who ensured that the message that he was claiming he was receiving from god through angel gabriel is preserved in writing in his own lifetime under his supervision and under his guidance because the who he was the only one who knew what that guidance was and he was the only one who was the recipient of that guidance he reminded us once again like all other messengers and prophets that a day will come when each one of us will leave this world and we will be raised once again and we will be asked iqra kitabak kafa bi nafsik alyawm alayka hasiba that you were given an empty book in this life and you were writing with your own deeds and your own actions today is the day to read that book and your destiny would be determined on the basis of what you had done in this world but he also assured us on the authority of god almighty inna lil muttaqina mafaza those people who are responsible who are god conscious who relate to the divine guidance in their life indeed are the one who would succeed in this life in the life hereafter as well what is happening around 
us in our world today is overwhelming. Overwhelming in the sense that each day new issues emerge and each day new challenges come. There is this coronavirus that is impacting more than 100 countries including our own country as well as 20 states of our country where more than 100,000 people seems to be affected with that and some 3,500 people have died. There is this uh, homelessness, there is this racism that has been growing and there is this violence in different parts of the world whether it is in China in the form of atrocities against Uyghur Muslims or what is happening in India and Kashmir in the case of the people there who have been denied basic human rights or in the case of the Middle East where the violence has been going on for several years. How should we deal with this kind of situation? And how should we respond and react to that? We are reminded by our creator that Allazina iza asabatum musibatun qalu inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiu that whenever you are afflicted with any kind of calamity, remind yourself. And usually the second part of this particular ayah means that we are from him and we will return to him. And it is usually recited at the time when someone dies. But it has far richer consequences and meanings. It means that we must acknowledge in these kind of situations, in all situations, that he's the one who created us. He's the one who gave us this life. And he would inspire us to find solutions for the calamities and the problems that we face in our world, in our situations, whether in the past or in the future. So when it says, inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun, it says that we should return to him. In terms of guide, seeking his guidance to overcome the calamities and the difficulties that we find ourselves in. So in this particular situation, one of the best prayers that we can have to God Almighty is to ask him to inspire those people who are ahl-zikr of medicine, the experts in medicine, those who are ulul al-bab, the wise people in research, to find cure for this disease that is overwhelming in the world. And if we look at the history, we find that human beings have never disappointed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Throughout our human history, we have had at least seven pandemics in different parts of the world, in different centuries, and different conditions. And every time human beings rose and used the divine gift that he has given in the form of intellect and in the form of research and empiricism, to find a solution to those problems. And there is no doubt to feel secure about that the human beings, inshallah, with the help of God Almighty, will find a solution to the problem that we are facing today. But what also needs to happen is that the precautions that God Almighty has told us needs to be taken. And those precautions are very simple and very easy that has been part of the life and la should be the part of the life of any believers. That is uh, a extreme hygienic conditions to ensure that we do not become part in terms of spreading that kind of disease to others. 
It means that if we are sick, we would stay at home. It means that we would wash our hands. It means that we would make sure that uh, we take all the precautions that those who Ahlul tell us in terms of uh, maintaining certain levels of hygienic conditions. It means that uh, when we find that the authorities are telling us that it is not appropriate for us to come together in large gatherings, we would follow that kind of precautions because we believe that those people have much more expertise and much more wisdom in these things. And inshallah, through all these kind of efforts, we'll try to see how we overcome this one because very soon we will find a solution to this kind of problems and humanity will definitely recover from this jolt that he has, it has often got. But these moments give us an opportunity to reflect once upon, upon our own role in terms of uh, our relationship with others and our relationship with God. And when we are talking about the relationship with God, we are essentially talking about relationship with each other. And it is in this particular respect that we need to reevaluate what we have been doing in terms of the fellow human beings and in terms of our relations those with those fellow human beings. There is an argument that is often presented that uh, Muslim Americans should focus primarily on their own affairs and the, their own issues. And it's better if they do not get engaged in issues that are elsewhere, whether in India, in China, or anywhere else. Well, there is this Quranic verse that reminds us that uh, we are not a nationalistic community. We are a universal community. And by that universal community, we mean that we, be we believe that all hum human beings are created from God Almighty. And all those issues are the issues of common concern for everyone who believes in the oneness of God. So whatever happens to anyone else also impacts us. And the Quran mentions that very clearly. When Quran talked about the Romans who were defeated and the Muslims were in Medina in the third year of Hijrah, that the Romans have been overpowered, but after some time they will overpower others. Even though that land was far away from the people of Medina, and they had little understanding of the geography of the politics of the world at that particular time, but the message was being given to them that you are not an isolated community. Things that are happening around you would impact you. And you better get involved in those things in terms of finding a solution and finding some ways to help those people who are on the right path or those who stand for the truth and justice. And then also, in this particular month of uh, Rajab, we have this event of uh, Mehraj where the Prophet ﷺ visited and from Mecca to Jerusalem and Jerusalem to the heavens that the Quran describes Subhanallazi Asra bi Abdihi Laylam min al Masjid al Harami ila al Masjid al Aqsa aladhi barakna hawlahu linuriyahu min ayatina. That the glorified is the one who took his servant from the holy sites of Mecca to the Quds to the Jerusalem and from 
and so that he could witness the signs. And the signs were not the buildings. They were not the, the, the place where the people used to worship. The signs were also the struggles which the messengers of God involved and engaged in standing for truth and justice and for human dignity and human rights. So from that perspective, it was, it is become imperative upon those people who believe in the oneness of humanity to stand for every act of, against every act of justice and against every incident of human rights violation that take place around our world. In that particular respect, perhaps it would be appropriate to mention something that is happening unprecedented in our world today. Even though there are so many calamities and so many violent acts that are taking place, but there is something very unusual has been happening for the last three months. A group of women, primarily Muslim women, who have been living on the margins of Muslim society even for centuries, who have been told that uh, their place is only in their homes and their responsibility is primarily to serve their families, who have been told that even their voice is in aura, who have been told that they should not get involved in things that are mundane and that are worldly, have risen up. Nowhere else but in a country where Muslims form the largest Muslim community in the world today, and that is India. Against the human rights violation of the state and against the laws that ultimately aim to deprive a large number of Indian society of their rights to live as a decent and equal citizen, these people and these women came out in the street with their hijab, with their niqab, with full Islamic dress, with full Islamic values, and they sat down on the streets of Delhi, demanding that the equality must be restored and the human dignity and the human rights of people should be restored. They were accused, they were attacked, but they did not give up. And it is not only that there were a few thousands. On a certain days, they would bring a million people on the streets, a million women. And that inspired the entire nation where the women in general are coming out in the streets, standing up for the human dignity and human rights. This is unprecedented. Unprecedented in the history of Islam as well, as well as in the history of world, where a movement is primarily led by women for human dignity, for constitutional rights, for equality, and for justice for all. And in that particular respect, they did not compromise on their Islamic values and Islamic ideals. They broke all those stereotypical images that the world has formed for several centuries that the Muslim women are suppressed, that the Muslim women are primarily confined to their own little world and they probably have nothing to do with what is happening in the world. They came out shiningly and they came out bravely, re reminding the world that it is the message of God is not only a male-oriented message, it's a message 
that impacts each, each and every one and each and every member of the society and community has to play a role in terms of the human dignity. As we read, uh, one of the responsibilities that the Muslims have been given in the divine scriptures that we call the Quran, and that is part of that particular verse whose uh, ayahs are recited in the beginning, subhanallah zi asra, it says, that every human being that exists in this universe deserves a human, a human dignity. Dignity is much more than the rights. Dignity means that the, every human being will be given and will be ensured a place in the society where he and she can breathe freely and he and she can play their role in a constructive manner in the reconstruction of human society to the betterment of all. Human dignity means that they would have right to religion. Human dignity means that the people would have right to think for themselves. Human dignity means that the people would have right to earn the labor, the fruits of their labor, that they would not be denied the fruits of that particular labor that they perform to serve the humanity. Human dignity means that they will be given an opportunity to form a family they, where they could live their own dreams and where they could live according to the values that they believe are the supreme values. That is the human dignity that we find has been missing in our world. Sometimes we sacrifice that human dignity at the altar of nationalism. Sometimes we sacrifice that altar at the at the altar of uh, racism, at the altar of ethnocentrism, at the uh, altar of so many other geographical and ideological streams that we have developed over centuries. The Quran does not ask us to make a distinction among human beings based on their geography and their status and their culture and their language. Quran asks us to be respectful to them and to stand for their dignity when that dignity is compromised and that dignity is drowned, regardless of what happens. And at times we have seen that the world has failed to stand for the dignity of human beings. Take, for instance, the issue of uh, slaves. For almost 500 years or more than that, human were practicing the slavery and those who were involved in that slave trades were the people who claimed that they were religious people. They thumped their religious scriptures and they kept on devoting their times and energies to worship God without realizing that he, they are violating the most fundamental divine guidance that is to stand for the dignity of those human beings. Millions of those people died. Millions of those people suffered as a result of what was happening. The same thing that happened again on the World War I and World War II, where a people who belonged to a Jewish community were put to the worst kind of trial in the history of humanity as far as their history and their culture is concerned. And they faced annihilation almost. And the world again, the religious world in general, looked other way. There were churches, there were mosques, there were temples. And they were visiting those places, but no many few had the guts to stand up for that human dignity and for that human life that God has given to each and every human being. And then those events kept on repeating itself. Now they are repeating themselves in China where Uyghur Muslims are facing this. 
kind of problems. Or in Myanmar, where Rohingyas have been facing this one. Or in Syria, or in Palestine, or in India. As a universal community, as a community that believes in the oneness of God and oneness of humanity, it becomes imperative on those who claim that they are the believers in one God and those who believe in the oneness of God to ensure that they at least speak up against all those kind of things. As the prophet told us, that there are three ways we can identify with what is happening against those people. If we have the capacity to stop that kind of oppression, we should. If we do not have that kind of capacity, we should speak up against that so that people do not become insensitive to the sufferings of fellow human beings, not out of sympathy, not out of a, a kind of pity, but out of their responsibility to the fellow human beings as God Almighty has asked us. And third thing, if we are not in that kind of position to stand up or to even say it openly, then at least in our heart we feel that what is happening is wrong and we keep on repeating to ourselves that one day we would have that kind of strength to speak up and one day we would have that strength to ensure that the justice prevails. This is the responsibility. This is the responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us when he tells us kunu qawwamina bil even if it goes against your own self, even if you have to take a stand against your own community, your own history and your own culture when it comes to the issue of justice, you cannot compromise. Because everything in this universe is based on the idea of justice. This universe runs on the basis, the sun, the moon, the natural phenomena that exist in the world run on the basis of justice and if justice is slightly infringed upon then all humanity would suffer. Similarly, in human life, if one community, one group of people, one sect of people suffers from that kind of conditions, then it becomes the responsibility. We have our own issues and our own um, matters to deal with. But then there are certain issues that are higher than ourselves, and that is the dignity of human being in general and the dignity of the fellow people who suffer from these kind of things. So if we are here in this country, perhaps it's a unique country for Muslims because for the first time in the history of Islam, so many ethnicities and so many cultures and so many languages and so many ideas and ideologies and sects have come together at one place. Never before in the history of Islam. We had that kind of situation where people from East and West and South and North is speaking more than 120 languages, representing 300 ethnicities, representing more than 125 countries of the world, have come together and have created a kind of unity that they relate to each other on the basis of their commitment to the divine guidance and to the divine values of human dignity. This is a unique opportunity for the Muslim community here in the United States to ensure that they use their strength and this unity for the welfare and well-being 
if not only Muslims here, elsewhere, but also for the humanity as a whole. Because it's here that the Muslims together can show that face of Islam that believes in the equality and that believes in the justice, that believes in the ideas of human dignity. Here we can involve in movements in this country that are engaged and involved in raising the levels of human rights and levels of human dignity, whether it is pertaining to racism, whether it is pertaining to the people of different ethnic communities, whether it relates to the homelessness, whether it relates to the health insurance, anything that infringe upon those rights of human beings that infringe upon human dignity becomes the responsibility of Muslims. So we can get involved. We have that opportunity. There are countries where that opportunity does not exist, where people can openly express their ideas and openly can form organizations and groups to perform these kind of tasks. We should use that strength that we have. We should use that time that God has given us because we are not brought here accidentally. It's a purpose. There is a purpose. And that purpose is that we rediscover our roots in that pure and pristine message of Islam that called for the oneness of humanity when Quran said, Kana nasu ummatan wahida, Fabasallahu Nabijin, Wamu Bashirin, Wamunzirin, Wa Anzala Maumul Kitaba Bilha, Liyahkuma Bainan Nasafi Mahtala Fufi. All humanity is one. And the messengers were sent to bring back those human beings who had uh, differences and developed differences over the period of history to the oneness again so that they could overcome the differences through dialogue and through discussions and through working together so that they could work together to restore that human dignity that God has promised to every human beings. And that is how God inspires us. When he says, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun, we acknowledge that we are under his protection and as part of that protection, it is our responsibility to join our resources, to go back to him and seek his guidance in finding solutions to the problems that we have in our world today. Akhulu qawli haza wa astaghfirullahi wa alaikum.